J.M. and the A.M., brand new one from Mordechai Shapiro. Well, many of you uh, might be aware of the fact that the NBA draft is tomorrow. I know it's hard to believe since the NBA season just ended. (laughs) And in the NBA draft, there could be some Israeli flavor. And I'm not talking about falafel being served at the ESPN studios. I'm talking about the basketball that's going to be examined and discussed uh, tomorrow night. The actual playing of basketball is going to be discussed. Could have a really serious Israeli flavor. I mean, you might see an Israeli player be drafted in the top 10 of the NBA draft, which would be unbelievable. Josh Halakman in Israel is, of course, a sports rabbi. Keeps us up to date on everything, uh, whether it's the Olympics or baseball or basketball or soccer or, uh, or anything. He's on top of Israeli sports, to say the least. Sports rabbi, a pleasure to welcome you back to JM in the AM. What's going on now from Chodesh Tov? Chodesh Tov to you. Hope that uh, things are uh, things are getting a little better in Israel, just like I'm hoping things are getting a little better here in terms of the current situation everybody's in. What's the, what's the status, by the way, of Israeli sports? Here, as you know, the NFL, the NBA, Major League Baseball essentially went through their seasons or are going through their seasons with basically no fans. I know there's some exceptions or some arenas. I should say some stadiums that are allowing fans, depending on what state they're in. How would you describe what Israeli sports are like now in November of 2020? So Israeli sports are being uh, basically played behind closed doors, as they call it. No fans are allowed into the arenas or the stadiums, both for soccer, basketball, handball, any of the other sports. If you are in the media, as long as you register and you're from a uh, you know proper, legitimate uh, news outlet, you can get into the games uh, if you register about 24 hours ahead of time. And uh, thankfully, that's what the sports rabbi's been doing. So almost every night I've been to another game. So uh, luckily, I've been able to go to games and uh, been able to cover things live. It, it is a little bit weird without fans, but already I've kind of been used to it because we've been doing this since June already. So, uh, so how- yeah, you're there to see the players. So how often do you have to be tested? you find yourself being tested how often or testing is not a requirement at all? Not a requirement at all. As long as you have your mask on, your social distance, uh, you know, there's, you have to leave at least three seats between everybody in the media section. You have very little access to the players, if any. Um, you know, that's, you're there at the games. Afterwards, there's sometimes virtual press conferences or you have to have a a long rod or a stick to be able to put your microphone right. on, and you've got to be at least two meters away. So, what what's in yeah, but it's been what, all right. what's in season now? Are we in soccer season, basketball season? What's in season right now? Basketball and soccer. So Deep even so, even the outdoor soccer stadiums will not allow any number of fans in. No one in. No one allowed in. And are you? And are, than, uh, and, are, and are you? And are you? And are you? And are you restricted to the press box, or can you sit wherever you want in the stadium? No, you've got to be in the press box, press area. Can't go around. Can't move around. You've got to be in a certain area. Wow. You know, your temperature's checked. Temperatures checked when you come in. Go through the doors. You have to sign off on a waiver. That you have that you're not you haven't been in quarantine recently. You haven't been exposed to anybody. Wow. What's what's yeah, not yeah. what's ninety eight point six in centigrade? It's a good question. Like what's what, what's <laughs> not what's sure. what's, no, what's normal temperature? What's a normal number you want? 30, you want to be around thirty six and a half, thirty seven. If you're at thirty seven and a half, thirty eight already, you're in trouble. Got it. So that's a little bit of. 
of fever at that point. Josh Halleckman's the sports rabbi. Now, if my history is correct, and believe me, it's just me and Wikipedia alone on this one. Uh, so Lior Eliyahu became the first Israeli to be drafted when he was taken 18th, ironically enough, right? 18th high in the 20, uh, what was it, 2006 NBA draft? Oh, no, I'm wrong. Well, I'm, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. No, I'm no. Wrong. Doron Schaffer was the first player picked second round after he played with the uh, University of Connecticut. He was in the second round, never played in the NBA. Uh, after that, of course, you know, Omri Caspi was the first you know, NBA Israeli player. Uh, Lior Eliyahu, Yotam Halpern were also drafted in the second round and never played right. in the NBA. Yeah, I said, I said 18th. In Lior Eliyahu's case, it was the 44th pick by the Orlando Magic. So till this point, Omri's the only one to be chosen in the first round of the NBA? The only Israeli chosen in the first round. Uh, Gal Mekko had played, played in the NBA for a cup of coffee. And T.J. Leaf, uh, who was born in Israel, uh, his father Bradley played in Israel for many years, plays for the Pacers. He uh, is an Israeli as well, but, uh, you know, not Jewish in that aspect. How, how's Omri doing? Do you see him? Does he actually play in Israel now? What's the story with him? I see him all the time. He is injured. Uh, he's been coming back, working on a knee situation he's had since last November. He is supposedly very close. He's in uh, practices now with the contacts. So they're expecting him to come back first week of December. That's what the, uh, the word is on the street here. Wow, interesting. Uh, all right, so now let's get to today's action, and that means uh, the NBA, well, or more accurately, tomorrow's action. The NBA draft is tomorrow, and you've written about and others have written about a 19-year-old Israeli potential NBA star, someone who, according to most of the mock drafts, could go in the top five tomorrow night during the draft. What could, First of all, pronounce his name for us, and then what can you tell us about him? His name is pronounced Denny Avdia. 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 That is how you pronounce it. He is 19-year-old. He is an amazing player, an amazing person, even a bigger individual. He is uh, a, so much more mature than his 19 years of age. He uh, went through the Maccabi Tel Aviv youth system for the last number of years. He played his first professional game back, I believe, in 2017. So he was only about a 16-year-old at the time. Uh, he's been worked up over the last few years. Last year, he finally started featuring in the Euroleague. He won the Israeli League MVP last year, the most valuable player. He is a legitimate star. Uh, this guy is going to go in the top 10 without a question. Rumors have it that the Golden State Warriors may select him at even two. Uh, he's been mock draft to the Bulls, mock draft to the Cavaliers, the Hawks, all over the top ten. Yeah. So we're going to have to see how he how that ends up. I, I saw him mock draft to Chicago, and that would be something if a guy from Israel ended up in Chicago. Actually, it would be pretty cool, frankly. Um, you have any idea where he's from? You know what his background is. You you, you know us. We're we're curious about his uh, uh, about his pride in, uh, in in our people and in our religion and things like that. Do you know anything about his background? I, I did I did read that both his parents played basketball. Did they mean professionally when they said that? Yeah. So his father is originally from Serbia. Um, he is a he's not Jewish. He's a Muslim. 
uh, met his uh, future wife here in Israel, Sharon, who also played basketball. He came to Israel Zoo for to play uh, back in the early 90s. Ends up getting married to uh, Sharon Artsy. Uh, she was also a player. She's also an, uh, an athlete in herself, her own right. And uh, Danny is their only child. Super has a couple of other children from her first marriage. Uh, but as they say, you know, according to Orthodox uh, side, he is 100% uh, kasher lemehadrin, uh, kosher lemehadrin, counting a million. So, that's pretty unbelievable. Yeah, he's an amazing kid. He is mature beyond his age. He's been brought up so well by his parents. He is literally a mensch. Um, you know, he always speaks to myself, the media members, with the ultimate respect. I got to see him last week, and I got a chance to speak to him for a few minutes. Uh, I've been covering him since he was uh, 15 years old. He's just uh, just a wonderful person, and he's going to be a star. Six foot nine, forward. Has a, you know, people have criticized the shot, but the shot's pretty good. Good free throw. Mechanics are always always changing because he continues to grow. He's still growing at the age of 19. He's put on a lot of bulk during the coronavirus pandemic. Worked out a lot in that aspect. And uh, he is going to be a surefire leader. He's a leader. He's a winner. He loves to win. Uh, and he's uh, he's going to be a star. He's, he's going to be a rock star. Whoever takes him, he will be the leader of the team. He speaks English fluently. How did, um, how did that? It's a lot of fun to be around Nathan. How did that happen? That he speaks English fluently. Uh, just uh, just an intelligent kid. You, <laughs> just you, an intelligent kid. Do you know what city he's, he's from very, in Israel? Very smart. You know what city he's so from? He's from a small small a small kibbutz called Beit Zera, uh, and then he moved to the the Merkaz, the center of the country, and he's been growing up in Herzliya since then. Does uh, he have any Jewish pride? Or you don't know. Herzliya. Excuse me. Does he have any Jewish pride? Or you don't know. Oh, massive Jewish pride! Really, <laughs> Denny Avia, uh, gigantic. He 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 is uh, you know hundred percent uh, you know totally part of Israeli society, Jewish culture. Nitzah uh, uh at various arenas last year when the teams were playing. Uh, he is a member of the IDF. He was drafted into the IDF on April first. Um, and he'll continue his service, obviously, in the United States as an exceptional athlete. He, uh, I had a conversation with him last year. I was sitting with him. Nachum, you'll love this story. I was sitting with him at a uh, pre-game press conference, and we were just sitting, just me. And also, there's another Israeli player you should know, Yam Madar, who's going to be in the draft as well. Could what? be selected. Uh, yeah, yeah, there's two players. So, anyway, Denny looks at me and says, Josh, I have a question for you. You know, I haven't put on tefillin since my bar mitzvah. He says, do you put on tefillin every day? You, you know, you, you go to synagogue, you pray in a minion every day. I said, yeah, yeah, I do that. He says, yeah, I've been thinking about uh, starting to do that as well. I'll tell you. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm still thinking about the prior point, frankly. Wait till his teammates, wherever he does end up, find out that he's a member of the IDF. I hope he doesn't. I, I hope he doesn't suffer the same fate as college students in this country uh, when they reveal to their campus colleagues that they're members of the IDF. And I hope he doesn't. Yeah. I, I hope he doesn't go through the same silent treatment from you know from his teammates uh, that that young people who come to this country uh, you know suffer at the hands of friends who you, or, or former friends 
and neighbors and professors and others who find out that they're members of the IDF. You, you, yeah, you've, yeah. T- you've tossed a very interesting element into this whole story, which I never even considered. It's not just that it's, he, it's, it's, actually, it's, it's not just that he might be a fill-in wearing, daily fill-in wearing NBA player. Okay, I think most people, even in the even in the politically torn NBA or the politically absurd NBA, uh, c- might be able to tolerate. But I don't know if you've been following the NBA closely over the last few months. It has turned. Oh yeah. It has turned into a um, a, a into a, uh, a a very politically charged atmosphere where they feel the responsibility to take the lead on certain issues, even if the rest of the country might think they're crazy for doing so. Uh, and it would be very interesting to see this young man, just inducted half a year ago into the Israeli army, come to play with NBA players in this country. This will be very yeah. interesting, Josh. Well, I can tell you right now, Malcolm. Last night, people found a tweet of mine from April 1st when he was inducted. And I wrote over here, Maccabi Tel Aviv, Penny And I encourage everybody to go to my Twitter back April 1st because people have to be answered. Maccabi Tel Aviv's Denny Avdia joined the Israel Defense Forces head of the NBA draft lottery. Avdia will complete his service in the USA as an exceptional athlete. He said, I'm happy and proud to join the IDF. I will do whatever is asked to be in this role, just as I do on the court. Now, somebody obviously found this tweet last night, and uh, let's just say the uh, BDF people have been having a good time with this over the last uh, 24 hours. Oh, I could see see certain (laughs) NBA stars making an issue of this before tomorrow night. I could literally see some NBA stars telling their general managers, don't you dare draft this guy. I'm not playing on the same team with a member of the IDF. Uh, it could be. We had this discussion actually last night. I was at a game in Tel Aviv between the Polish Jerusalem and the Polish Tel Aviv. We had this exact conversation during halftime of the game myself and a few of the media members because we started to see what this tweet that I had sent out in April had started to cause. And uh, there was definitely concern amongst the media members that has not been, up, brought, been brought up in the mainstream media here at all. Uh, but... Uh, I can tell you this. Danny is surrounded by a great group of people. His agent, Matan Simantov, is a good friend. He went to college in the United States. He was just in the United States with Danny for a number of months. Uh, He trained in Atlanta at the Skill Factory. And I can tell you that he has a very, very good group of people surrounding him. And um, we're going to have to see what what happens. But I'm certain that things will work out for the good. I, I just know... I know the type of person he is. I know the type of people that are with him, the type of people he's been exposed to. Uh, and he's been very quiet as to which teams have he's interviewed for and worked out. That is not leaked out all to the media. Other than Golden State, that was leaked out, and Cleveland Cavaliers. The other teams, which could be up to eight, have not been leaked out. Nobody knows who the other eight teams are, whereas most draft prospects have said where they've interviewed, where they've trained, uh, who has seen them. Uh, so it'll be very interesting to see what's going to happen. But, yeah, nothing that uh, could be a concern. Uh, a good point to bring up, and it's something that we've been talking about here. Yeah, because I, th- I know who these NBA players are. I, we, we know what they're, what, what they're really about deep down, and, uh, and this could be a problem. And, I, and like I say, I, I've, I've seen this up close and personal, uh, specifically from students who come from Israel 
and and come to visit college campuses. Nicest kids, men and women, nicest kids in the world who forge tremendous friendships because, you know, <laughs> nice people are able to forge great friendships with other nice people. And then those same people, their colleagues uh, on the campus, not just professors, but I'm talking about students, find out that they're officially, you know, members of the Israeli uh, Defense Forces Reserve or that they were a sergeant or, or, you know, held some type of position and that's it. They'll never be spoken to again. And I wonder, I wonder, yeah. what the, I, and I know that this is really, you know, this is really, you know, thinking far ahead at the moment. But, you know, it's not so crazy. We know the BDS movement and we know exactly how they operate. It's not so crazy to think that every time this team, whatever team he's drafted by, visits any city, that there wouldn't be protests and demonstrations outside. I mean, this can get really, really interesting. It could. Uh, but one thing you have to remember, two things, actually. Number one. Brooklyn Nets have a brand-new assistant coach by the name of Amari Stoudemire. He played with Benny Avdia this past season with Maccabi Tel Aviv, and uh, Amari is one of Benny's biggest uh, biggest supporters. And Amari will, you know, his, his word has a lot, of, uh, a lot of sway in the NBA with a lot of the players. That is, so that's something to definitely look out for. You know, he will be with the likes of Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, perhaps even James Harden if he gets traded from Houston to Brooklyn. Uh, Amari's been, you know, walking around the streets of New York with his keep on, sits us out, and his Brooklyn Nets gear on as well. So that is going to be a big factor uh, also. So I, that is, uh, Amari has a lot of sway in the NBA. Very well, important figure. And he was here. Uh, he's lived here for a number of years. So he will have a big point to make if things do move in that direction. Well, and two, yeah. I'll say this. Remember, Nachum, you know all these great cities, and this is what I've been saying about all the Jewish communities are going to come out in droves. It doesn't matter if it's Memphis or Sacramento or Miami or in uh, Los Angeles. You know they're going to come out in droves with the Israeli flags, flying them high as soon as Benny steps on that court. Israelis and Jews alike, you know that it's Am Yisrael high, that anybody that comes to play in the NBA, and Omri Caspi experienced this firsthand as one of the, the great uh, people that held the torch for the Jewish people and for Israel. Benny will do the same exact thing, Nahum. Well, Omri was lucky. He was here 10 years ago. Uh, I don't know if in That's tw- true. I don't know if in 2020 <laughs> it'll be the same. And if I was Amari, if I was Amari, I'd be seeking out some really serious advice from people who really know media well when when his when his colleagues ask him, uh, you know, how he justifies being friendly with someone from the IDF or how he justifies uh, you know, somebody coming here from the idea. I would really, if I was Amari, I'd be really, really prepared. I'd prepare myself well to answer those questions because he will be put on the spot. It's not like it was 10 years ago, and he will be put on the spot. Yeah. By the way, I spoke to someone yesterday about the whole Amari situation. I mean, there are people speculating that he'll literally be wearing a kippah on the sidelines. Is that, I mean, is that something you would expect at this point? Uh, it could be. I would think so. I mean, he did it all year in Israel. He's been doing it now. And, you know, the, the situation he's in is a good spot because he's going to be probably coaching the big men. He won't have to go on away trips. Friday night, you know, probably won't be an issue. If he's not at a game, it won't be a problem. Um, you know, he went through a whole uh, conversion process here at the B'nai Brock uh, Bay team. I mean, uh, someone, so I, mean, I mean, someone said to me yesterday that on Fridays, you know, as game time approaches, but as Shabbos approaches, he's literally going to go to Crown Heights and, and stay there for Shabbos. 
I mean, that, that someone. Now, I don't know. I, I don't know if this person, you know, is just you know repeat, <laughs> repeating the rumors that everybody else is you know swirling around. But yeah. but but, no, that, that, but based on what you're saying, there really is a likelihood that he's going to take Kipa and Shabbos very seriously. Yeah, I've been able to get pretty close with Mario for the last few years, and we've been able to spend a lot of time together. The fact that he went through this conversion, uh, the minute he shaved off all the dreadlocks, I knew, okay, it's coming very, very close, because that had been one of the pre- prerequisites that I had understood from the Beitin uh, that he would have to do. And that happened uh, right around the whole coronavirus break. He did that. He had the conversion, and everybody thought he was going to come back here and play for Maccabi Tel Aviv. And I said, I'm not so sure about that, because there are, you know, even though we are the Jewish state, there are practices on Shabbat, and there are things that go on on Shabbat, and there are away games in the early on a Friday night. Uh, and I said, there's no way I can see Amari slapping the face of the Batian straight uh, by him doing that. And uh, people were saying, no, no, he'll come back to play because he wants to play. And at the end of the day, uh, I guess I turned out to be right on that because I- I'll tell you one thing I learned about Amari, he is true to his word. He is not, once he takes a step, he's been, and he's been taking these steps and have been seeing it day by day, year by year, since, you know, since his first trip here, we got to interview him back in 2010 when he came to the Holy Land for the first time. And then in 2013 when he was back with the Canadian uh, Canadian uh, Maccabea team, he was an assistant coach. And then again when he came here to play, uh, got to see him day in and day out. Um, he is quite an amazing person. He's quite an amazing person. Nothing. Have you had him on the show? No, we got to get him on. In fact, uh, one of the reasons we're being pressured to put him on is because he's now a vintner, a vintner as you know. <laughs> so, so we're being encouraged to get him on a uh, as soon as possible, and we'll try to do that. And we'll, I'll ask him directly about how he'll handle the sidelines with the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, the sports rabbi is Josh Halleckman. Tomorrow night, Denny Avdia uh, is likely going to be chosen in the top ten in the NBA draft out of Israel, nineteen years old, and this could be very interesting. Um, uh, knowing his uh, background, knowing all the information now that Josh has given us about him. Denny Avdia, where will he go in tomorrow night's NBA draft? Uh, Josh, how do people follow you? At the Sports Rabbi is the best way? At the Sports Rabbi on Twitter, sportsrabbi.com, Facebook, Instagram. Just make sure if you go to the website, if you want to sign up for my newsletter, I just had five articles come out on that. Denny Avdia and Yan Madar, who's the other Israeli that's going to be in the draft. He's rumored to go maybe, maybe at the end of the first round, possibly the second round. So we'll see if that comes to fruition. So check him out as well. Good kid also. Uh, but check that all out. We'll be live. Uh, we're going to have to get a press conference at about 4.30 a.m. on Thursday morning, somewhere in Tel Aviv, uh, covering uh, the live, you know, live Denny Abdiad. And we'll find out where he's going to go. And we'll be there. We'll have all the Twitter live from Israel. So if you want to watch Press conference, all the quotes will be at the Sports Rabbi on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, sportsrabbi.com. Uh, hit me up if you have any questions about Denny and uh, Israeli basketball. I'd be happy to, Israeli sports in general, I'd be happy to help you out. So you have a uh, an all nighter tomorrow night? Oh, yes. And, and nothing, it's a long night because we have Maccabi Tel Aviv plays in Madrid at 7 30 Israel time. The Israel national team soccer plays Scotland at 9 45. And then we have draft coverage starting already at one o'clock in the morning. So we have a we have a whole night affair tomorrow. We're getting, well, we're excited about it. Well, I hope you go three and zero. I hope it's a really good Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> well, so so do I. <laughs> Thanks, Josh. Always a pleasure.
Thanks a lot, Nathan. Take care. Josh Halleckman is the sports rabbi. Tomorrow night, two NBA players, or, or two Israelis, I should say, could become NBA players tomorrow night. We thought it was one. Uh, but now Josh has told us that actually the first round might feature two. But if not the first round, then certainly the other player should go in the second round. Uh, but the one they're talking about all over the place is the top tenner, uh, the one who might end up in the top ten tomorrow night in the NBA draft, Denny Avdia. Denny Avdia, 19 years old, from Israel. This could get very interesting. 12 minutes after 8 o'clock, it's JM in the AM. <laughs> 